Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you all. This is Daniel Oaks, and welcome to A Journey Through the Years, My Life Living at CP. I'm not alone. I'm actually sitting in my old elementary school with my former principal, Miss Monica Shane. Miss Shane, how are you doing? I am doing so much better now that you're here with me, talking to me today. Well, you know, it's, it's great to be back in here. Man, things have changed. Um, you know, me and you were just talking, you know, about, you know, life and just everything that goes on. And you actually approached me about doing this. And you brought up a very specific topic. Yeah. What was that topic? Relationships, connections, and inclusion. You know, that's something that, you know, needs to be brought up from an early age starting out, you know, and, you know, you've, you were here, what, my, you, your first year was my second grade year. My first year, year here was, was your second year, and can I tell you that when I walked into Blue Hills, all I can remember was, the sm- you always had a huge smile on your face. I still and do. You still do. But there's a know, mask covering it. Well, I know. Yep. There's a mask covering it. But We're six feet away now, so there's no mask. Yeah. But but I feel like you just made me feel welcome. And so that was great that you made me feel welcome here. That's a part of the relationship connection piece. And, well, and, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation to, today. And I feel like you wanted to get together and talk but I also wanted to talk to you about what made it what made you feel comfortable here at Blue Hills in your elementary school what did we do to make you feel comfortable well I think first off what you did you guys as a whole did was you were able to basically make sure that the one thing I can remember is that is that swing set still we got a new one well, you guys put in a little swing that allowed me to sit and swing, and that just made made me feel good. But, you know, I never really felt uncomfortable here. I felt welcomed, you know. And I think that's, this, you know, the scary part about just school in general, whether you have a kid with a disability, because, like, I was talking to somebody up front, you may not always see the disability, right. you know, maybe autism, you know, internal, whatever. But, you know, here, that doesn't matter. Not just here at Blue Hills, but in the whole entire Fort Osage School District. Yeah, I think that was my number one goal for you. I wanted you to feel like you were able, like you were just like any of the other kids. And, you know what, you really were a leader and you stood out because you were outgoing, you communicated. You are an advocate for yourself, and that's what I want all of our kids with disabilities to feel like. I want them to be advocate for themselves, and I want them to feel like that family and that connection piece, because it's so big. And you know what really made me feel good is when I saw your post about you and Sam, and I saw your pictures about how your relationship started here and mm-hmm. I cried it, it the did. day Sam left for college and I haven't talked to Sam in a while but I cried because I was like those were the deep roots 
those were that's exactly what I wanted to happen. I wanted kids around you like Sam to form those relationships and friendships. And you know, you and Sam will have a lifetime bond. Oh, you know, me my relationship with Sam. Oh, hi Sam if you're listening. Hi but, Sam, hope school's well. <laughs> but my relationship with Sam actually started when we were toddlers. Right. Okay. Um, now, I can't really remember much because I was super young. Yeah. But from what I can remember, he's always been there. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's it started with Sam, but throughout the years, just everybody, well, I wouldn't say Everybody, you know, I've never had a real bad experience in the Fort Osage School District. A couple of things here and there, but I learned at an early age that you have to, instead of, you know, getting down and getting frustrated about it, which I was for a time, you had, you had to not take things to heart. You know, yes, it might be hard, but there's something I believe in. And I'm pretty sure you do too. That word is called karma. And, you know, I'm not trying to bash any one person, you know, or anything. You know, I respect everybody. I love everybody. Quite frankly, that message needs to be heard in today's society a lot more. You know, I tell each one of my four family members, you know, I love them. Yeah. Maybe not in a, you know, like a. Like a brother. Or yeah, sister. like a brother or sister. We're a family here. Like when Mr. Moore talks, and I talked about last Tuesday, was Mr. Moore talks about, you know, we're a Fort family. He's always there. And even after graduation, which was, you know, one of the best nights ever because they were able to put that together for us, he put a message out on Twitter saying, if you guys ever need anything, you know, years down the road or whatever, let me know. And I never felt like it was just a staff or a, you know, like some districts, you know, not saying all districts are bad, you know, school's great. Getting kids mom and education's great. But some districts, there's, kind, there's not as much family, a feeling of family or camaraderie, you know, that I feel here at Fort Osage or Blue Hills. I think I felt that the day, I feel like I felt that the first day I was here, that it was just something different about Fort Osage. You know, I agree. This is my 12th year here. Can you believe that? Oh. And you know what? I can, I've had your brothers, and it's been amazing to have all of the Oaks family, but focusing on you, the thing I remember about you being here at elementary, too, was you were always involved. I felt like you were like, you loved to be the center of attention too. I loved that because you weren't afraid to ask for things you need. And that made me feel comfortable that we made you feel that comfortable you would ask for what you needed. Um, I feel like you made some great relationships with some parents that you had, as well as teachers. And it's all about those deep root connections. You know, what, what can we do to make you feel like an able person I'm so proud of you look how far Thank you've you. come and uh, you know 
there's really a couple questions I want to ask you. Right. One, for for any parent with a kid with a disability thinking about sending their kid to school, you know, worried that my kid might, you know, feel, you know, that he doesn't fit in or feel different. You know, that happens naturally. I went through that phase. But how how do you hear, how do you help ease that process or help make it easier in a way starting from an early age that's a great question because you can't always see right. the disability you know whether it be autism you know right whatever you know you can't always see that well i think i tried to do uh i think i tried a disability or not i tried to make sure everybody has people you know mm-hmm. whether it be students identifying multiple people in the building that were their safety person or if they had somebody they needed to talk to that they would let us know who those people are like i don't know if we did this with you but sometimes we do um care partners things things, things have changed since yeah I've been that's here. been a few years ago but we do care partners i feel like i'm adults. an old man sitting on my front porch just thinking <laughs> man back in my day yeah well, it looks so small huh but I, I want everybody yeah. to have friends and connections, and we do our best to include people doing that. You know, include people, you know, putting kids together socially, uh, helping them form friendships, um, making people aware of disabilities. You know, sometimes kids don't know because they might not know how to approach because they don't know about the disability. So explaining what that is. That's one thing that I've experienced with living with a disability. It's not that people don't want to come up and talk to you. Usually, you know, they're curious. They're like, you know, what happened? You know, they want to know. Yeah. And the thing that they could do for that too is just come up and just say hi, you know, ask me. You know, I'm I'm not going to be upset if you ask what's wrong with I will probably get more frustrated if you just sit there and stare and just, you know, just come up and talk to me. You know, I'm not, you know, I joke about that my disability isn't contagious. You know, it's, well, it's probably hard to say now in these times, but, you know, it's, I say it's like it's my personal experience, but we as a whole disability community as a whole we want to make people aware we want to feel human we eventually what i want what i i started this podcast to probably help or hopefully help ease the bridge between disability and not because we all have something that we have to have help with yeah agreed and you know i've had I've had some difficult times in my life, but I learned that, you know, like I said in last week's episode, you can't take anything to heart. Yes, it might be hard, but, you know, if you take things to heart and you don't let them go, you're just going to drive yourself, you know, right. if you hold that inside, it's going to make you miserable. You're it's absolutely gonna make right. You hate wanting to come wanting to go places I know because there were times especially like when I was in middle school where I was just you know coming to grips with me having this and it was difficult noticing that my peers could run off you know do whatever and I was stuck behind wondering why 
And then I started asking the question, why not? You know? Did your life change when you asked the question, why not? My life did change. Instead of being like, you know, why me? I was like, why not me? Why not you? You know? I, I don't like to bring religion or anything into this podcast often, but I... I thank God every day for giving me this because I, you know, I learned that I could use this as a platform to help change the world, you know? Can I tell you something? Yeah. I think you probably had the why not me all along. You just had to find it. I just had to find it. Because you were, as a elementary person here, you had the why not me, but you you showed it differently. Like, I think you, you had it hidden, but all along you had it because you were vibrant, resilient. And I think you just had to mature a little bit to find out you do have a voice and why not you this is a perfect opportunity for you to have this platform to show people that they are able look at yourself i'm so proud of you thank you why not you you know and i like to bring in the question not question but like ask you we talk here at the forest edge school district you know it's it's almost got like that small town feel Absolutely. Everybody, you know, you've had my brothers. There's teachers here that had my family, and they're like 30 years old. You know, they got children. What does that mean to you, as a, as an educator, even an administrator, to see throughout the years that it come for full full oh, circle? It does. You know what? I had been an administrator prior to being here for. Um, Eight years. So, coming here, I felt like I found my family. We have only some. Oh, you're good. Okay. I feel like here, it's just about family and seeing the generations of, you know, here at Blue Hills and at Fort, there's parents that have kids that have kids that go here. And it's just been, you know, parents want their kids to go to Fort because of that Fort family. The relationships, connections, and inclusion. You know, some people might say that's an acronym. You know, Fort Family. You know, that's just the persona that people put on. But I truly feel like we're a family. You know, we got each other's back. Uh I do too. And I keep going back to, I'm not, you know, I'm not bashing any other district. I'm not bashing, you know, let's say your local independence or North Ken- or Kansas City School District, what have you. But here at Fort, I feel like I'm at home. I yeah. would agree. I do too. And I think it's because the leadership, uh, the school board, the leadership, the teachers, the parents, the students, we've worked hard to support each other, to stay together, even during this pandemic. We have continued to build relationships, connections, and inclusion. And that's one thing I've noticed too. Just because I, 
for those of you who don't know, I graduated in the year 2020. So my graduation date was actually supposed to be May 8th. That got pushed back to the 15th or even further to July 31st, not knowing if we were even going to have a graduation. And how it really made me realize, if I didn't know already about the Fort family, that you would do anything for each other. How hard the school district, you know, Dr. Snodgrass and even Mr. Moore had to work. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it makes you feel, feel like you're more than just a student going into a school. Can I tell you, I was at a meeting a couple of times and Mr. Moore was just frustrated. And he said, man, we've had to change graduation. We've had to cancel prom, change graduation. And his mind was, I've got to make this happen for my kids. And I know Dr. Snodgrass feels that way too, but I know Mr. Moore had, well, Mr. Moore, Mr. Zuber, and Mrs. Gramkow. Gramkow. Yeah. They all felt like, Oh, we've got to make this happen for our students. You know, and that's it's one thing that I also, like I have the district, like I'm not only naming certain administrators, you know, I'm good friends with almost every administrator that I've known. Like, just, you know, it runs deep here, you know. it. We have a saying at the high school during all our pep assemblies, we are for it. And I just have a question for you. What does the phrase, we are for it, mean to you? We are for it. We are a family. We are connected. Like you. I want my kids that go through Blue Hills to know that when they go to Fire Prairie, to OTMS, to the high school, they're still connected to me. That... Like Mr. Moore said to you, if you need anything years no. later, call us. I'm, I've never seen Mr. Moore on the verge of tears. He's a pretty cool cat. You know, and I don't, I'd just like to mention this right now. I'm sure he'd have no problem with it. Mr. Moore has been through a lot in his life. Yeah. You know, and, you know, to fight cancer and yet still come out with a positive attitude. Not let anything stop him. You know, when I, when he went through that, and you know, he wasn't my principal at the time, but the fact that he put family, you know, first, whether it be his own or his students, you know, it, it really makes you feel like if he doesn't, if he's okay, like if he's not giving up, why should I? I'm glad that you said that because guess what? The things you just said about Mr. Moore are things people probably see in you. You don't give up. You're resilient. You're a fighter. You have a positive attitude. All of those things you said about him are exactly things people see in you. Yeah, you know, and it... It almost reminds me of a certain situation happening now in America with a certain actor in a certain movie series, a guy named Chadwick Boseman. Oh, I'm devastated. You know, it, 
I just thought I'd bring that up because for four years, he fought colon cancer. And he ended up making, what was it, six or seven movies in between treatments. He went into a hospital, St. Jude's or what have you, visiting kids with cancer, full well knowing he was fighting it himself. I saw that, yes. And yet he still kept a positive attitude. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, I'm not trying to equate any one of you to superheroes, you know. He's a real-life superhero. Absolutely. And it wasn't on the scale that Mr. Moore had to go through. But Mr. Moore kind of kept that same, you know, I'm not going to let anything stop me. I would agree. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm letting, you know, I'm living my best life. Absolutely. Every you know, day. I live every day like if I was to die tomorrow, I wouldn't be upset. Or I wouldn't be like, man, I wish I could have done that. No. I wish I could have gone to prom, but, you know, there's nothing they could have done about that either, you know. You got to roll with the punches. That's like my wrestling coach, and here in a couple episodes, I'm hoping when I can get that going, get, when I can get that to you guys, he says something called, in the wrestling room, he would always talk to us about control the controllables. Oh, Control good. what you can control. I'm going to write that down. For wrestling, it was control your weight, you know. Control if you can get to practice on time. He would even ask people to leave practice to go get somebody. You know, it, it's it's deep here. I really, you know, control the controllables, and that's one thing that I take just in life. You know, especially during this pandemic. I think that's great advice for this pandemic. Yeah, you know, this pandemic. You know, you know. We might not know what's coming next, you know, but you can't worry about something that's not in your control. You know, just do what you can to stay positive every day. You know, make time for your family. Yeah. You know, it, the one, th- one question I've been asked before, and I believe I put this on a post on Facebook. Now, I'm not going to go into full detail, but somebody... So a person asked me one time, what is the hardest thing about what you're doing? They were talking about me walking the graduation stage or just everything. Even with this podcast, the same question be asked. What is the hardest thing about what you're doing? Trying to make a positive difference in a world full of negativity and fear. You know, we might not know what tomorrow brings, but hey, we got today, you know, and just... I, I want to ask you personally, do you have any concerns, not necessarily concerns, but are there days where you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able, you know, we're going to have school here? And how, how have you gotten through that? That's a great question, Danny. I was so excited. This summer I got the opportunity to be the principal at summer school at Claremont. Summer School for Indian Trails, Claremont, and some Blue Hills kids. And I worked through some of my fears. Just like what you're doing right now, you know? Staying positive. Working through fears. Being resilient. And I feel like doing that has really prepared me for the school year. I can't wait to start. I'm so excited to get our students back. And, you know, I feel like... I've helped the teachers get to a point of being comfortable 
we've talked safety of our kids, which that's going to be a priority this year, but our second priority is being here, educating our kids, helping them feel that relationship, connection, and inclusion. Because I know that graduating during this, I look back, honestly, my senior year got cut short. Yeah. But I was like, you know, instead of being down in the dumps about it, which I had my moments right to fight that, I was like, well, at least I have a story to tell years down the road. Absolutely. You know, these kids are, you know, living during a pandemic. They may not know why I have to come to school wearing a mask, you know. Yeah, we're living history right now. It, you know, it's, it's almost like we're ready to be back to normal. We want that, but it's, this is almost, this is the new normal. So and, for a while. you know, it, it brings me to, you know, like, you know, you hear stories about people living, you know, Great Depression, you know, the Spanish flu, stuff like that. We've learned lessons throughout that. Will it be, how, uh, how do I say this? Has it changed the way you look at just, I don't want to say education in general, but like, is there, is there something that you will take from this that you will continue to push down the road? Uh, Absolutely. You know what? There are things that we have found out that are actually better ways to do things. And I can't think of something that is right at the, I can't think of a great example right now for you, but through this we've we've got some technology in place you know we're having to recreate education right now and it's not all been bad it's been good you know we've needed some reform in education and uh, there have been positives through this and you know we got to find the silver lining everywhere we are and and some of those things are coming about and I would say you know the team being back together that's been a silver lining. We were ready to get back together. And I saw a multiple posts on your Facebook and your Twitter about the first day the whole district came together as a whole down at central office. What was that moment like for you? Well, it was good to see my colleagues because <clears throat> we, I feel like we have a strong admin team here at Fort, and I feel like those are my brothers and sisters. You know, I've missed them. Have you felt that since day one? Yeah. I have felt that since day one. Um, do you know something that is a little disheartening right now? What? I found out I am now the oldest elementary principal in the district. That's not something to be upset about. <laughs> hey, you got no. more experience. I do, but hey. anyway, you I know, love it. Um, it the wrinkles that you think you may have, you have to deal with kindergarten. You know, yeah. I'm not saying anything I've bad about every one of these. Wrinkles, I'm not saying huh? any. Well, you had to get through me. I'm not saying anything bad about younger children. I'm just saying that, you know, your we, your job as a mother never stops. Because I know yeah. you have a son. I have one son, and I'm blessed to have one son. But I have so many kids in my life that, you know, have made a difference in my life, not just me trying to make a difference in their life you know yes opening day has been great 
Um, I enjoy working for Dr. Snodgrass. Uh, Mrs. Cross is in a new position this year, and I've really enjoyed having her leadership as well. And uh, just good to be back with my brothers and sisters. You Can know, I ask you some questions? Yeah, go ahead. So. <clears throat> this will be fun. My questions for you. Number one, what is the, when you think about Blue Hills, what is the thing that you love or remember the most about things we did here? Well, I, I remember, you know, the, like I said, the swing set being put in and then, you know, you know, just running the track my fourth grade year. Yeah, I you know, remember I'm that. hoping that you guys get to have that this year. You know, I'm hoping. My brother's getting ready to be a fourth grader. Yeah. And just walking through these halls again, you know, it brings back memories. It really does. Memories that I thought I would never remember. Yeah. Like, just... Like, I'm looking right now, and you guys aren't here, but I know that around this wall here, there used to be a computer lab. That's our makerspace now. Hmm. But. Next question? Yeah. So my next question is, who is the most honorous of you, Nathan, and Chase? For those of you who don't know, that's my three brothers. Um, (laughs) Now, I think we all go together pretty well, but... I'm going to have to own up here, and I'm going to have to say it all started from me. I would agree with that. <laughs> you know? One story that comes to mind when you bring that up was, I can't remember, was it kindergarten year? They had me wear an eye patch just to try to focus. You know, and that brings me to, you know, and I'll go back to the story too, but that I'll, I also have, I have ADHD, which is one of the conditions that we may not be able to see. So many people have it. Uh-huh. You know? But... You know, they put me on an eye patch, and I got so sick and tired of that eye patch that I just decided to take a pair of scissors one day and cut the string. Oh, my. <laughs> and they asked me, why would you do that? I said, because I didn't want to wear it, you know. I was young. You know, I'm still young. I'm getting ready to be 19 next Friday. Happy birthday, Earth. Thank you. Um, so when you guys see this, I will already be 19. I hope it treats me well. I've survived 2020, so I'm pretty sure it will. But, you know. You're going to conquer the world. You know that. Oh. So, I, I would say that is probably you because you have, you've always been a little, I love your humor. You want me to talk a little bit about my sense of humor? Yeah, I do. So, <laughs> you know, this is the perfect time to mention that, you know, People ask me, you know, I'm going to answer your question, too, with the question that's answering my own, if that makes sense. People ask me, why do you joke about yourself? Some of the things I say about myself may seem a little degrading or, you know, may seem like I'm in a negative spirit, you know. But, you know, you have to learn to joke about what you're given in life, you know. I was in middle school, and I was, you know, kind of like in that funk of, you know, this is who I am. And I just so happened to hear about this comedian named Josh Blue, who has CP. And he 
he makes, you know, living life with CP or any disability, it makes you think it's okay to laugh and joke about it, you know? Like, that's one way that I deal with people being negative, too. I kind of use the sense of humor as a defense mechanism because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm open about me having CP, you know. There's really nothing to hide because it's – I walk with crutches. It's in the open, you know. People may look at me, you know. I don't – I'm not trying to be rude, you know. If I answer, you know, ask me any question you want. You know, I get asked some pretty sarcastic questions, and I do have to think they're human. They're curious. But I use that because people in general can be brutally, you know, mean. Right. And I learned that the best defense is a good offense, is I say things to answer some people's questions or – like, not that I'm being rude to a person. More than likely, if they think I'm being rude to them, I'm putting my own self down. Just so that way, I say things, you know, I agree with some of the things they ask. Like, you know, they, one person, one time, I'll give you a story. I was in high school, you know. I say it like it was years ago, but <laughs> it was like. A few a, months ago. Uh, well, seems like years staying inside, but, you know. Some, somebody asked me, or a group of kids asked me, if I wanted to do a science experiment. I said, sure, what do you need? They're like, we need you to run down the hallway as quick as you can. Now, whether they were trying to be, you know, rude or trying to crack, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna put myself, I answered like, do you really want me to? Like, do you wanna look, do you want it to look like you failed? on your your paper like you just put something on a sheet of paper because you know i'm no olympic sprinter <laughs> you did pretty good in the hallway there oh and i wasn't even wearing my braces <laughs> but you know it's that that brings me to like people ask me and i hate to say people ask me all the time but they do like one of the common questions i get asked is do i ever get picked on do i ever get bullied you know, I've had a couple instances I wouldn't really call it bullying, bullying, but it's, you know, once I've learned to be vocal and advocate and speak Absolutely. up, I was able, like, and I'm not saying it all happened in high school, you know, I, you know, my, me and my friends joke about stuff all the time that you would think, really, why are they joking about that? But, you know, it's, it's, you have to be willing to stand up for yourself, not only, you know, You know, I I don't advocate violence, you know. And I was a wrestler in high school. But I learned that you could put people down just, not down like in a mean spirit way, but you can end, you can end a confrontation just by using your words if you play it right. You ask me a question. You ask me. I'm I'm building on what you said. The question you asked me was, what do I do here to make kids feel included? And I feel like it is my hope that I do just what you said. That I would give enough confidence to every kid here so they could stand up for themselves. Or they could be you. That's all I want. 
I want those kids to find their voice. And I feel like, I hope I had a part in that for you. You certainly did. You know, I remember very vaguely the year before you came. And I think the principal here was a lady by the name of Mrs. Rock. Now, I didn't, I never really, that was my kindergarten year, so I really don't mention much. But, you know, I feel like what you've done in an, teaching these kids at an early age to be, you know, accepting. Exactly. You know, I accept you if you accept me. Right. But at the same time, I'm not going to show up and not accept somebody. Like, this might be the perfect metaphor because we're sitting in a library, but don't judge a book by its cover. Right. You know, there are things inside of... I judge people on how they act. I don't... And, you know, I don't judge people just because they look a certain way. You know, we're all different. You know, that's what makes us unique. If we were all the same, the world would be boring. We wouldn't have any... You know, it'd be almost, and I'm not saying this, I've never been to a jail or anything, but it honestly, it's perfect because I can bring your fiancé into this yeah. question. Because he's worked in corrections. And honestly, I think that if we were all the same, it would be almost the equivalent of being in a prison. Like, right. we would be the same routine. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to sound rude or anything in that. It's just... I think that if we all didn't have a personality or something that we thought that maybe this could be different about ourselves, we all think that. You probably think that on a daily basis. Like, man, what if, what if I could have done that better? Right. But instead of focusing on the past, you have to start focusing on the here and now. Right. You know, some of the, I'll talk about some of the kids that I've you know thought were annoying. You know, I've realized. Now, as I've gotten older, that, man, I wish I didn't talk to you a lot more sooner because, you know, I think that I'm able to understand a person more than just what they're showing. Like, I can, like, it all clicks to me. Like, if someone's, you know, doing something that's kind of, like, you know, frustrating, you know, and I ask him, like, this is a way that you come up and ask somebody. It's like, hey, for example, if a kid had autism. You know, like high-functioning autism, he gets up and he, you know, walks around, has a certain system. Go, hey, you know, do you have, you know, do you have this? And if not, you know, I don't know, but that way, that way you can protect yourself. Like, before you say something and snap at somebody, get to know the deeper, the deeper side of that person. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I do have two more non-serious questions. We've talked some serious stuff today. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this? Uh, sure. Okay. My, my first non-serious question is, who has the best hair? Danny, Nathan, or Chase? So, and who, who do you all get your good hair from? Um, probably my mom's side, because my dad's side usually... I love you all if you're listening here, mm-hmm. but you guys don't have the best head of hair. All of you have great hair. Oh, yeah. 
I'm so jealous of your curls. Well, I think what you're talking about on my face, my dad, you know, dad and me are a close match. Nathan, now Nathan's got the best hair. He does have great hair. You know, and... It would make a grown woman jealous. Oh, it does. <laughs> now, he's probably going to hate me for this, but I'll give Sorry. you an example. Hey, your print, your old principal brought it up. I love uh, you, Nathan. Uh, uh, but, like, we'll be sitting at a restaurant, and a waitress comes up, and, like, I want that hair. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, hello, I'm over here, too. You do have good... <laughs> now, you and Chase have hair alike. I used to have long hair. Yeah. I want a free haircut. Cut it off. Yeah. But That's good. Here's my last question yeah. of the day. My last question, this is going to be hard for you. Well, actually, I have two questions still. My life's been hard. Shoot it. Okay. Well, look at that. Turning it, changing it into positive. What can I do? What should I continue to do as a principal? Um, you said that wasn't a serious question. No. But um, I think... Just, one, keep what you're doing, making sure everybody feels welcome and included, which you do a phenomenal job. Everybody here does. And there was one thing I was going to ask you was, like, do you guys, you know, and I'll answer your question in a way with a question. Do you guys teach the kids about certain disabilities here? Do you have, like, a disability awareness day or whatever? Yeah, we do. But I need to do a better job at that. Just, if you want, and I'm not extending, you know, I'm kind of, I want to be a motivational speaker. I'll put that out here. If you want me to come in and speak to these kids, I think like, that, like you approached me with wanting to do this, yeah. I'll extend that offer. I would love that. I, I would, it would give me a sense of pride to come back here. Yeah. And talk to the students. I wouldn't, you know, like I do with kids on the, you know, little kids on the street, too. I'd let them touch my, you know. I I let, you know, kids that I don't even know, like littler kids, come up and I hand my crutch to them. Because I want them to feel comfortable with that. I think that's a great now, start. I don't have every, every condition under the sun, you know, so I can't speak for them all. But I can speak for mine. I think that's great. And that's a start. Let's if, do that. So when we get back into school and we plan disability awareness, I'd love for you to be a guest speaker. And I'd love for you to come back here where it all started. I'm ready for the last non-serious question. All right. It's not going to hurt my feelings. And he is a really good friend of mine. So, um, I know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) I have to put him on the spot. If you were on an island and only could pick Mr. Moore or me as the one to say... I shouldn't say that. Does Mr. Moore have his dogs with him on the island? Let me ask that question. He has some cool dogs, Benny. He's got got a great Dane that he told me weighs about 180 pounds. Your elementary principal or your high school principal? Who would you choose? That is... Hard to answer. Um, I think... You don't even have to choose. I, I, I'd give... I would, okay, I would have you on my island. 
I would have you. No offense to, you know, Gramco or Zuber or anything. I would have you, Mr. Moore, Dr. Morgan. Dr. Morgan is one of your biggest fans. Dr. Morgan's one of my best friends. Can I tell you about, I just was in a meeting with Dr. Morgan, and he said, um, yeah, my friend Danny said he has a meeting with you today. And I said, yep. And he said, do you know how Danny and I got to know each uh-huh. other? You want me to share this now, or are you going to use this in a future post? Uh, well, we're, let's just share it now. I can bring in, you know, it's, I can bring in any other post that I want. It's, so, let's hear Mr. your version. Morgan said that you were at a football game with him, and he was getting to know you, and everybody was getting excited, and all of a sudden, you flicked him on the head. Well, I have uh what's called, I didn't know at the time, but I have a condition called dystonia. So, you know, it's not that I can't control my muscles but like any loud noises it's like a baby with the star reflex yeah go stiff now what i think you were getting to was what i said after yeah you tell them what you said after Uh, i looked at him and i said sorry it was a muscle spasm (laughs) yep which is is the reason why i think you should have me in your passenger seat as you're going down the highway during rush hour i can do certain (laughs) things and blame them on a muscle spasm yeah, he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to like this kid a no. lot. <laughs> and Dr. Morgan and I, you know, we, I, you know, he doesn't always answer, but I, every day I'm like, have a great day. Yeah. yeah. That phrase to me is, have a great day, every day. For me, you know, some people may seem annoying, Sometimes do I think it's annoying? Maybe. But then I have to look at it like, okay. If I tell somebody I have a great day and they're on the verge of just giving up, telling somebody to have a great day will boost their confidence, hopefully. Will make them feel that somebody's there for you. Yep. And, you know, I got to... I got to give some credit just to the whole Fort Osage District as a whole because, you know, Mr. Moore, good morning, you know, you know, it's, it's amazing. It. I would have loved to have been a high schooler and have Mr. Moore as my principal. He seems like he would be a really... <laughs> he brought his dog to school one time. <laughs> He has a little bulldog named Onyx. Uh-huh. And this dog didn't want to walk. He brought a wagon, sat the dog in the wagon, and he pushed him around. Now, this dog did come up the stairs and into my classroom one time um, and kind of had an accident on the teacher's floor. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, you know. Just personable. I think it was Spirit Day, so he was Andy because the Chiefs had just won the Super Bowl. So oh, yeah. he was Andy Reid, and Onyx, I guess, was his assistant coach. Oh, got it. But you know, just I guarantee if he had brought his Great Dane in there, everybody would have tried to ride him, ride, like pony ride. Yeah. But well, we're getting ready to end. Yeah. What I want to tell you is, I hope that you have had a great day coming back to Blue Hills and I hope that you remember 
how we made you feel, and I hope you know that you're always invited here. Okay? I'm going to extend what Dr. Moore said to you. Mr. Moore. Yeah. Dr. Morgan. I'm going to extend what Mr. Moore said. He said, if you need anything 10 years down the road, you need a phone call, whatever it is you need, I'm going to be in your corner. You know, that means a lot. And for me, the thing is, you know, my dad has brought this up to me. Or just many people that I've had the pleasure, older people that I've had the pleasure to talk to. Don't, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget where you came from. And for me, outside of just my home and my family, it all started here. Yep. You know, I'm sure that goes to every elementary school in the district. Yeah. But here at Blue Hills, I feel like I'm at home. Like, I could have almost told you where all my teachers' classrooms were. Mm-hmm. I could probably still tell you. They were excited to see you. The ones that are here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you. It, it really means the world to me that you wanted to come and you wanted to talk about this because, you know, I was wondering how would I start talking about not just high school, but from an early age. And I think you were the perfect person <laughs> to do that with. Well, I appreciate that. I enjoy you. Come back. Uh, uh, I live two minutes down the road. Okay. Not going to tell you guys where because you're listening here, but <laughs> somewhere over the rainbow. But thank you guys for joining me. And Miss Shane, thank you for joining me. It's, you'll always be Miss Shane. I don't know <laughs> if it'll be hard for me to call you Monica or... Well, now you can. Yeah. But thank you guys for sticking it out. Uh, well, I say that in a bad way. It was a great talk. I hope. Hey, we had a great time, and I really do love you, Mr. Moore. <laughs> I love you all. To all my Fordo Sage, you know, faculty, staff, whatever, school board, half the people on the school board came from Fordo Sage. The athletic trainer, Donna Gilbert, is a Fordo Sage alumni. And she comes in, she tells that. I hope you all have a great day and a great week. Miss Shane, I would like to end this by saying when you guys hear this, she, you guys here at Blue Hills and in most schools across the country will be starting their first day of school. I pray that this year for you guys goes smoothly. Everybody stays healthy. And I hope you guys enjoy every single second of it. Thank you guys for joining me. If you guys have any questions or any comments for any episode in the future, let me know. You know, shoot me a message on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, wherever you're listening to us. I would really love to hear your guys' opinions on topics. Hopefully soon I'll have my wrestling coaches on here with you guys if everything goes to plan. Thank you guys for joining me. Have a great Tuesday. And God bless you all.